Hello again, this is John Pear with episode four of the Poetry Podcast. Um, a general theme of colours, although that doesn't necessarily come out in all the poems. The first one this week is the customary sonnet. It might clarify matters if I explain that I'm a bit of an accidental poet. As far as I can remember, I did little, if anything, about poetry at school... Matthew Arnold popped up as a set O-level poet, but I didn't take the exam, having performed badly in the mock. I was a summer-born boy, taking um, only four years to O-level, and I was only therefore 14 when I took them. When I was a third year at university, I met Sandy, a first year at the local College of Education, and we were engaged after four months and married 15 months later. She was given an English assignment to write a version of a well-known nursery rhyme from a different perspective, maybe from one of the characters featuring in it. My efforts on her behalf are due to come up in the ninth podcast as scheduled at the moment. After 44 years and four children, my marriage to Sandy ended fairly abruptly in July 2014. In the meantime, I had written odes intended to be light-hearted and amusing for sundry birthdays and other celebrations, and occasionally slightly more serious stuff, if we were away on holiday particularly, because I had time then. In 2015, I met Caroline via an internet dating site. She lived in Liverpool and worked as manager of a women's health charity, she couldn't afford to retire until 2020, so we had a long-distance relationship, became engaged in 2018 and married, by the skin of our teeth, because of Covid, in October 2020. Our honeymoon in Italy ended up having to be deferred by 51 weeks. Poetry became an important way of dealing with the breakdown of my marriage and later of communicating to Caroline what I felt about her. So, the sonnet today is Fair Caroline. She should be here, right there beside me now, but she's in bed in Liverpool and ill. I want her, and she needs to know just how I loved her from the start and love her still each day the more. For she is beautiful of mind and body, fair of form and face, with fair opinions, and she's dutiful, working her hardest in her office space and to her children, both young adults now. She loves me too, and I remain surprised that this should be, my expectation low when I knew of her first and was apprised of her life history, choice of careers and more, but that I love and need her, I am more than sure. The second poem today I wrote in 2019 and is not meant too seriously, though I did have a heart attack in 2016 and more recently an endarterectomy in February 2022. I still play tennis regularly and regard myself as pretty fit. It's called A Little Song of Age. I can cope with being 72 when I think of all that number can do. It divides by two and three and four, and as multiples there are plenty more, such as six and eight and nine and twelve, and we should not think to quietly shelve eighteen, twenty-four and thirty-six, which all go easily into the mix. 
Biblically, I may be past my sell-by date, but the pearly gates will have to wait. If a slight downside must interpose, it is that it also makes half a gross. So I welcome this age with open arms and trust that it comes without alarms. The third poem today is from my nature section um, and I wrote it in March 2017. It describes our favourite place locally, the National Trust's old manor house on the Brockhampton estate just outside Bromyard. It's called A Spring Walk With You, you being Caroline, of course. On a lovely spring day we walked, spirits high through the woods, glad for the celandines, glossy lemon against their green foliage, and for the delicate white wood anemones dancing in the breeze they are named for, and close in the warmth of our love for the simple beauty of nature and for each other. Skirting the muddy residues of winter rain and saddened by the great oaks brought to ruin by the February storm, we reached the metal lane and walked past full-trumpeted daffodils and the occasional clump of pale primroses along to the manor house with its lime-washed oak frame and out-of-square gatehouse spanning the incomplete moat and underpassed by mallards thriving in the sunshine where soon there will be water lilies and maybe a flotilla of ducklings. After a period of rest and fuelled for our uphill return by a large ice cream, we stepped back onto the driveway, still hand in hand, absorbed in each other, but aware of our lovely surroundings, this time smoothing the gradient and retaining clean footwear by keeping to the lane all the way to the top, pausing only to re-examine the northwards view to Clee Hill and its electronic beacon in the neighbouring county, and to breathe in, relax into the scenery, beginning to burst into verdant life now that the weather is warmer and the days longer. Oh, my love, to share such simple things with you gives me the greatest pleasure and draws us ever closer, each to the other. Over Christmas in 2002 and the new year following, Sandy and I flew out to Goa to meet number three son Chris, who had recently spent a month in Sri Lanka and was working his way up the west coast of India with his then current girlfriend Jane. We spent Christmas Day on a train and did a circuit including Bijapur, Pune, Madhuran, Mumbai and back to Goa. Madhuran was a hill station similar to Simla, where officials of the British Raj were wont to spend time to escape sea level temperatures at the hottest times of year. This is called Lord's Central Hotel, Matheran. The sky is blue, the flowers are red, the monkeys scramble overhead. They'll loot your things in search of food. A catapult is good, though crude. The earth is red, the trees are green. At every turning there's a scene or vista to delight the eye till hazy valley meets the sky. The walls are red, the roofs are tin, the monkeys make an awful din. Across, the pato tapers, falls, to form a ridge with high, steep walls. The pool is blue, the terrace red, the flowers sparkle in each bed, the water's cold and numbs each limb, but three now have a bracing swim. The day is calm, the games are good, some breaks refreshing us with food, 
The chessmen have a battle and we all agree the day's been grand. <laughs>